Since she left me the whiskey, takes me to the rodeo grounds. Where the cowboys think I'm handy, I'm Bandy the rodeo clown. Good morning, sweet, beautiful Texas. Classic there from Mo Bandy. Kicking things off for us on Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Presented by Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. Cable Smith here. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in today and, and sharing a part of your weekend with me. I do appreciate it as we've got a very special Lone Star Legends edition of the show today. And what does that mean exactly? Uh, well, this week's show is pre-taped because I am actually in Alberta bear hunting. So I went back through uh, five years worth of interviews and, and previous shows and found some of my favorite segments with uh, guests that I would say truly are Texas icons for one reason or another. So, yes, we are still going to talk hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies today. Uh, but we are going to revisit uh, some of the best moments over the past few years. And, heck, you all know there's been a, a lot of good moments. Uh, but I I've chosen four uh, special guests uh, that actually meant a lot to me uh, for one reason or another. And so you know what to do by now. Uh, go ahead. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat-up old thermos. If it's like mine, it's still got mud caked all over it from three duck seasons ago. Uh, but hey, the coffee's hot and black, and we are going to get the ball rolling here. Off the top, we'll check in with the great Gary P. Nunn, one of my uh, musical heroes, and uh, for sure... One of the most respected and, and influential musicians throughout the history of Texas music. Uh, so uh, we are thrilled to uh, to replay a little piece of uh, our visit with Gary P. coming up here in just a minute. Then we'll change things up and talk some bass fishing with 2004 Bassmaster Classic champion and Lake Fork, Texas native Takahiro Omori. Yes, he is originally from Japan, uh, but he's called Texas his home for over 20 years. By God, he got here as fast as he could and never looked back. So uh, we'll we'll hear his story of dedication and inspiration. If you haven't heard it before, you're in for a real treat because uh, there's uh, nothing else like Takahiro's story out there in the outdoor community. That is for sure. I mean, talk about living out of your the back of your suburban chasing your dream for years um, not just for a weekend I mean the guy lived in his suburban for years trying to master the art of bass fishing and uh, boy did he ever uh, that is for sure so Takahiro coming up here in just a little bit then um, my childhood hero and I tell you what the name Nolan Ryan is synonymous with Texas whether that's with the Rangers or Astros or the cattle industry, whatever. Uh, the guy is a passionate outdoorsman, a lifelong deer hunter as well. Uh, so we will take a listen to an interview from 2010. Uh, we'll go way back uh, for that one. But uh, good stuff coming up with Nolan here in just a little bit. And then uh, we'll wrap things up today by going back to 2011. And one of our quarterly interviews with respected whitetail authority, Dr. James Kroll, a.k.a. Dr. Deer. Anyway, uh, this visit transcends the test of time because it deals with the unfortunate phenomenon of feral hogs preying on whitetail fawns and their effect on whitetail recruitment classes every spring. So, uh, and, and let me tell you, there's more hogs now today living in Texas than there was in 2011. Uh, so that problem, I'm sure, has only gotten worse. Um, and I've seen lots of trail camera uh, images of, of feral hogs with uh, fawns in their mouths. But it's really the, the intensive studies that have been done on the contents of feral hog stomachs that have kind of alerted wildlife officials to the fact that, yeah, uh, feral hogs do eat 
a significant number of white-tailed fawns. So anyway, uh, we will take a listen to that classic interview as well. Uh, that's what's on the docket for today. We are going to go ahead and do a quick giveaway. We'll have to do it a little different, though, since I am obviously not by the text line. But uh, we've still got a cool prize. It's a limited edition Dallas Safari Club engraved buck knife. And all you have to do to be eligible to win, and we'll just draw a random winner, uh, but just email the word buck. That's buck to Lone Star Show at gmail.com. That's Lone Star Show at gmail.com. Email us the word buck, and we will draw a random winner from all of the entries we receive. Uh, let's knock out a quick break. When we come back, one of my musical heroes, uh, just a mainstay for, gosh, four, no, five decades now on the Texas music scene. The great Gary P. Nunn joins us next only on DSC's Lone Star Outdoor Show. I turned 21 in prison doing life without parole. No one could steer me right, but mama tried, mama tried. Hi, Brett Jepson here with Three Curl Lease Connection. I'd like to invite you to come enjoy some of Texas' best dove hunting just minutes outside of Dallas. We have many private dove leases available for this upcoming season, including milo, wheat, sunflower, and cornfields. Leases come in different sizes and prices, so we can fit anyone's budget. We have the lease that's perfect for you and your group. We don't overcrowd multiple groups into one property, and you'll have the first pick at renewing your lease for years to come. Please visit us at 3curl.com and click on leases for your property listings. That's T-H-R-E-E-C-U-R-L.com. Hey, North Texas sports fans. This is Brian Spagnola, general manager of Texas Motor Cars in Addison. My family's been in the car business for over 50 years, and I want to show you the difference in buying from a family-owned and operated business. TexasMotorCars.com is an awesome website that lets you do virtually all of your shopping online. We have a professional photographer that takes amazing photos, and we give you all the information that you'll need up front. You can even find out how much we will give you for your trade-in before you ever come in. I take pride in the fact you can come in, choose a car, and be out in less than an hour. We have financing rates starting at 1.79% on pre-owned vehicles and can help almost anybody. Please do yourself a favor. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle of any kind, give us a shot. Let me show you how easy buying a vehicle should be. Visit TexasMotorCars.com or come visit our 20,000-square-foot indoor showroom in Addison. Again, visit TexasMotorCars.com or call us at 1-888-9-TX-MOTORS. Cable Smith here for Deerview Windows. As a whitetail hunter, nothing is more frustrating than poor visibility in a deer blind. It can flat ruin a hunt. At Deerview Window Company, they manufacture windows solely for the use in deer stand and deer blinds. All of their windows and doors can be custom made to fit your specific openings. Or you can select from standard sizes from hinged windows to sliding windows and everything in between. Visit DeerviewWindows.com to determine which style window is best for your deer blind. Plus, you'll get a free quote. Deerview Windows, where visibility matters. Hey y'all, Cable Smith here, and you know how much I love our Texas lakes, but what I've found recently is that Dallas water supply lakes are way down because of the high demand for water combined with the current drought cycle. That's why you have to take a look at the brand new Eagle Shores at Lake Bob Sandlin. Lake Bob Sandlin is actually full, and Eagle Shores has 2.74 acre dockable home sites at 79.9 this weekend only. Call 877-9-Lakeside to schedule a visit. That's 877-9-Lakeside, or go to eagleshoresTexas.com. Rockwall Gun Club is North Texas' premier shooting facility, offering both indoor and outdoor ranges, including a unique 500-yard rifle range. If shotgunning's your thing, then check out the 18-station clay course. Opening summer 2014, Rockwall Gun Club is offering special introductory, family, and corporate membership rates for founding members. Located at 15950 State Highway 205, you can also visit rockwallgunclub.com or call 972-215-6902. Rockwall Gun Club, the private shooting experience. It's been a damn long day and I'm still tired, got miles of road to go. This cup of coffee keeping me wired in the wind chills getting cold. And I'll be damned if I'm getting any more used to this being alone. One of my favorites there from No Justice bringing us back on. Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Lone Star Beer. And, ha, Power Polaris, I'm your host, Cable Smith. 
And we are uh, actually <laughs> about to get things going here on this Texas Legends edition of the Lone Star Outdoors show. As we have made the trek up to Alberta, Canada, and I'm likely, I'm actually probably sitting in a tree stand right now, uh, waiting on a big old black bear to come in. So uh, I pre-taped this weekend show. I went back through nearly uh, 300 episodes and found uh, some of my favorite interviews from folks that I would consider Texas icons. Today, I wanted to keep it just a little bit closer to home and change it up. And uh, Before we check in here with Gary P. Nunn from uh, this interview, I think it's actually from 2013, this segment is proudly brought to you by Foreverlast, a Texas-based hunting and fishing company. They've got a full lineup of unique outdoor products. If you like wade fishing, check it out at foreverlast.com. They've got anything and everything that you could possibly need from ray guards to wading boots to this G2 Pro pliers that I've actually got in my hand right now. That's right. I've got the Forever Last pliers right here. Uh, these top-notch pliers. Ah, heck, let's just give them away this morning. Uh, third person to text in the word Forever Last. That's Forever Last to 214-289-7807. 214-289-7807. Uh, we'll send you the Foreverlast G2 Pro Pliers, uh, ideal for your wade fishing belt. Uh, anyway, check out their full lineup of outdoor products at foreverlast.com. Foreverlast, where we live hunting and fishing. All right. Without further ado, let's go ahead now and uh, take a listen to uh, our interview with Gary P. Nunn, uh, circa 2013. Here you go. Appreciate you being here. Dad, I, I feel elevated. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of considered the uh, the father of, of the progressive country or, or Texas country, uh, which originated with you guys uh, in Austin in the, well, I guess it was the early 70s. Right. Well, you know, I can see, I, I was there before they got there, and and they they came to me, and mm-hmm. and uh, I, I helped them, uh, of course, they were songwriters, and uh, didn't have the band experience that I did. I all of my life has been, you know, playing dances and bass player and putting bands together. So I was, uh, I knew how to do that, and so it was a good uh, combination. You know, they they were. So, but uh, the point is that, that I got to uh, I got to be there, and you know, from from the very from the very beginning when. Michael Murphy walked off the stage at the Saxon Pub in January of 1972, and and uh, offered me a job playing in his band, and uh, that was that was pretty much where it started. As as far as we'd always had bands, we played for fraternity parties and and clubs around in Austin, and mm-hmm. of course back before that, you know, I came from Lubbock and. And uh, we play. I played all through high school and and through a couple of years at Tech over there, and ended up at uh, the University of Texas. But uh, you know, Michael made uh, the first record. Uh, you know, the, the, the Geronimo's Cadillac, and then then came the Cosmic Cowboy, and in between those, Jerry Jeff came to town, and and so he kind of kind of maneuvered his way in there and used, used, used me and the other guys that uh, worked for Michael to help him make a record. And uh, he got a pretty good hit record out of it. And so uh, that's, that's kind of where it started. So, um, you know, if they want to call me the, the father of progressive Texas music, you know what, I won't say no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, you mentioned that you started out at, at Tech and then – uh, moved to Austin, went to UT. Did you did you finish from? Did you graduate from UT or did you? I didn't. I was in pharmacy college over there, so naturally I couldn't uh, do what I do and and be a pharmacist. Uh, <laughs> so uh, right. I don't know. I, I was always a good student in science, and and they guided me. They wanted me to be a doctor, and I said, "Well, I can't do that. I faint when I see blood." Uh, uh-huh. Oh, uh, anyway, I did it. Uh, that was in the you know the mid 60s there mm-hmm. 64 65 i came down there in 67 so you know those were tumultuous times you know the vietnam war was going on and and uh, all that so uh, anyway you had to be in school uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh well going back to the the real early years i know you're, you're born in oklahoma 
and then moved to Brownfield, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much grew up in Brownfield. And right. Then, mm-hmm. uh, I imagine that you know you got to spend spend plenty of time in the outdoors hunting and fishing. Well, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of fishing going on uh, out, <laughs> oh, yeah. out in West Texas, uh, but we did uh, we did a lot of uh, we do the dove hunting uh, in the in the fall. We used to go dove hunting those grain sorghum fields. We there'd be a little oh, dry yeah. land lake out there, and uh, I go with my football coaches after football practice. We we go out just outside of town. There's all these grain sorghum fields and. Well, we'd, we'd, we'd uh, heat up the barrels. Uh, <laughs> and then in the wintertime, uh, there were a lot of bobwhite and uh, blue quail out there. And if it snowed, we'd always get out on the snow because you, you could track them on foot. Uh-huh. And we did. I, I was a pretty good shot when I, when I was young. So we, we did a lot of hunting. Then we'd just go out and, I hate to say it, but we'd shoot jackrabbits, you know. Oh, yeah. it's a, I feel ashamed now. We'd just go out and shoot jackrabbits. But... Uh, but yeah, a lot of bird hunting. Mm-hmm. A lot of bird hunting. Now, did you do? Ever, did you ever get into any waterfowling out there? I mean, there's lots. No, of- I I did later on. I had some friends that live in Rockport. Oh yeah, and uh, they were all. I mean, they had the airboats, and uh, they were very wealthy people, and uh, that's how they uh, entertained their guests. And also, we they took the band out uh, uh, on a few of those early morning December duck hunts out in the blinds and that, that was quite uh, that's a lot of fun too what, what do you think about the cold weather oh, a lot sh- of musicians sh- say they don't want to go duck hunting because they, they have to get up at the well that too <laughs> you know a lot of musicians are just lazy too <laughs> oh cold weather doesn't bother me uh mm-hmm. you know i got a closet full of clothes i never wear so you know just just wrap up and get on out there of course you know little shooting sherry before breakfast comes in <laughs> comes in handy <laughs> Well, you know, off the air, you were uh, telling me about a, a, a an elk hunt that you did in Montana uh, a couple of years ago as well. Right, right. Uh, we got uh, two of my best friends. Uh, one of them just said, hey, we're going to go elk hunting. So I said, okay. And uh, it was in uh, 07. It was, uh, well, it's probably about September, late September, mm-hmm. 07. And we went up there. We flew into Livingston, Montana, and came down into the Yellowstone Park in the northern part. Went out to the east, and then back out of the park. We we were, of course, you can't hunt in the park, mm-hmm. and so uh, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful area. But uh, we we didn't have we didn't have any luck. It uh, just yeah. uh, we see them way over there, and, and we bugle them in, you know. And of course, my buddy, the first morning, he called one right in and said, "Well, it was." He's going to wait for a better one. Well, <laughs> well a better one never showed up. Uh, the first rule of hunting anything is if you'd shoot it on the last day, you, you damn sure better shoot it on the first day. Right, right. <laughs> of course, you know, you know, you up at four in the morning and, uh, and uh, horseback rides mm-hmm. up, up the mountains at four in the morning in the dark. Uh, that was, uh, you know, that tests your patience a little oh, yeah. bit. Switching it up here, you were nice enough to bring your guitar with you. A special request from me, uh, Redneck Riviere is one of my all-time favorite Gary P. tunes. If you wouldn't mind, uh, why don't you start us off with that one? Well, I'll tell you, let's just uh, go down to the coast. When the kids were small, we used to take them down. We'd camp out on the beach uh, on Pottery Island. South of San Antonio Outside of Randall's Pass the East of Corpus Christi You won't find it on the map In between the condos Those million dollar homes There's a campground on the ocean Where all the real people go Welcome to the promised land I hit a trailer from the pickup Put a call one in my hand I don't need no fancy high rise I'm living off the land I got all I ever need My family's here with me My castle's in the sand Roll out the carpet grass, pull the awning down for shade. 
String up those jalapeno Christmas lights Our new home is looking great Pull down the ice chest and the lawn chairs Put on shades and sunscreen too Stake out a little piece of real estate Low monthly payments Lord, what a view On the Redneck Riviera Welcome to the promised land I need a trailer from the pickup Put a coin in my hand I don't need no fancy high rise I'm living off the land I got all I ever need Got my family here with me My castle's in the sand Campfire biscuits for breakfast Tonight we'll barbecue Play all day along the beaches Just like all the rich folks do Tonight we're fishing off the jetties Counting stars until the dawn Grab that fishing pole tighter, son I think you gotta pick one on On the Redneck Riviera Welcome to the promised land And it's a trailer from the pickup Put a coin in my hand I don't need no fancy high rise I'm living off the land I got all I ever need My family's here with me My castle's in the sand I got all I ever need My family's here with me My castle's in the sand Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Redneck Riviera. One of my all-time favorites right there. Thank you. Oh, yeah. and You know, when you just make that... uh, alliteration of you know grab that fishing pole tighter son i think you've got a big one on you just feel like you're right there you know whether you're a dad or a son i think the listener relates to that i mean it it makes me think about fishing with my dad growing up and then also hopefully in the future uh fishing with little henry and and you know helping him land his first fish well it's it's a it's a family song Mm -hmm. it really is and you don't you don't find too many of those uh these days all right. Well, we'll stop rolling that interview right there. Uh, like we said, uh, that one goes back to 2013. Uh, Gary Pinon joined us live in studio uh, that morning. And and it's funny to go back and listen uh, and, and kind of take a walk down memory lane because uh, my son Henry has caught his first fish uh, since that interview. And uh, that was actually two weeks ago. We We dug up some worms in the flower garden and baited his hook and uh, he caught his first bluegill, and, and I was a proud dad. I don't know who was more excited. He was pretty pumped, uh, but I was too. Um, but anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, and take a quick break here because we've still got some more Texas legends to visit with today on this uh, special uh, edition of the Lone Star Outdoors show. And that segment, uh, by the way, was proudly brought to you by Dallas Safari Club, the worldwide leader in big game conservation We'd love to have you get involved uh, with our organization of like-minded folks passionate about hunting, big game conservation, and hunter advocacy. Uh, Just check us out at biggame.org. Let's knock out a quick break. When we come back, we'll revisit a classic interview with 2004 Bassmaster Classic champion Takahiro Amori. You're listening to DSC's Lone Star Outdoor Show. I love the USA and the other states I'm, They're okay Texas is the place I want to be And I don't care if I ever go to Delaware anyway At Frost, we could talk to you about our 24-7 online banking Or we could talk to you about our more than 1,100 ATMs across Texas We can even talk to you about our mobile banking app That lets you pay bills, transfer funds, and deposit checks from anywhere But at the end of the day, there's nothing we enjoy more than to just talk to you. Thank you for calling Frost. How may I help you? 
We're here with the technology and convenience you want and the service you deserve. Frost. Banking. Investments. Insurance. Our rights as Texas property owners and sportsmen are under attack by those seeking to divide our community and destroy our way of life. Thousands of Texas families enjoy the precious rights to hunt and manage their wildlife resources. No one person or group should force their viewpoint on you. We have the freedom of choice as the law allows. We must stand together. Texas Deer Association protects the future of our hunting heritage. We are the Texas Deer Association. Join us in saying no to those who seek to divide us. For more information, visit TexasDeerAssociation.com. Hey y'all, Cable Smith here, and you know how much I love our Texas lakes, but what I've found recently is that Dallas water supply lakes are way down because of the high demand for water combined with the current drought cycle. That's why you have to take a look at the brand new Eagle Shores at Lake Bob Sandlin. Lake Bob Sandlin is actually full, and Eagle Shores has 2.74 acre dockable home sites at $79.9 this weekend only. Call 877-9-LAKESIDE to schedule a visit. That's 877-9-LAKESIDE, or go to EagleShoresTexas.com. Are you looking for the perfect place to send your hunting buddy? Then check out Tioga Retrievers. With over 20 years experience, Angie and Tim Becker can provide you with a field champion or a well-rounded hunting companion. Tioga Retrievers takes pride in catering to the needs of each owner and their dog. Conveniently located 45 miles north of DFW in Aubrey, Texas, Tioga Retrievers also offers day training and boarding. Call 940-440-0018 or visit them online at www.tiogaretrievers.com. That's T-I-O-G-A retrievers.com. Damn good taco stand, three, four dollar cold beer in a can with big neck tables drenched in Christmas lights. Where they serve till 3 a.m. Anything Mexican, forgive me. Gable Smith welcoming everybody back to Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoors show presented by Lone Star Beer and oh, Power Polaris. A good one there from Josh Greider. One Night Taco Stand is the name of that one. And, uh, yeah, we've all been there. Maybe had uh, a couple, one, two, seven, too many drinks and uh, ended up at that taco stand at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> oh, But you know what? You can't beat that, and uh, that's one of the – one of the great things about living in the Lone Star State. Uh, anyway, uh, we are about to check in with the great Takahiro Omori, uh, pro bass angler, former Bassmaster Classic champion, as we are rocking and rolling here on our Texas Legends Special Edition of the Lone Star Outdoors show. And we actually pre-taped this episode because we are hunting bears up in Canada. Uh, so, uh, you know, I was trying to do something a little bit different. So I went back through uh, uh, the catalog of all the countless interviews we've done through the years and, and said, you know what, let's do a, a Texas-based show with uh, folks from the outdoor industry who are mainstays or, or icons. And yes, Takahiro Omori is Japanese, which you will clearly uh, understand that when we start visiting. But uh, the man has called Lake Fork his home for uh, damn near 20 years now. Like I said, he's a former Bassmaster Classic champion, and his story is one of determination like nothing else I've ever heard of uh, in the outdoor industry, that's for sure. Uh, but before we jump into that interview with Talk uh, from 2013, this segment is proudly brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit, who since 1917 has assured its borrowers competitive interest rates on real estate loans, livestock, and farm and ranch loans. Let Lone Star Ag Credit help finance your piece of Texas today. Visit LoneStarAgCredit.com. Uh, well, like I said, uh, this one is from 2013. Here you go. It is the great Takahiro Omori. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me here. Well, Talk, it is great to have you. Lake Fork has been your home for, gosh, over 20 years now, Talk, but uh, you didn't always have a home there. I mean, you lived there, but you lived in the back of your Chevy Suburban. Yes, I did. When I came to this country, it was uh, 1992. Mm -hmm. I don't have a house or any place, so I, I flew into DFW Airport, and I rented a rental car. They ended up, you know, first a couple of years or two, I, I stayed back. Back in my suburban. Wow. So, <laughs> but it was a long time ago. 
Yes, sir. But uh, I know it wasn't a temporary thing. I mean, you lived in that suburban for a matter of years, actually. Talk, how old were you when you left Japan, came to America with dreams of becoming a professional bass fisherman? Plenty long. Uh-huh. But I was already fishing, you know, the junior tournament when I was in high school, when I was in Japan. Mm-hmm. But I came to this country, I was 21. And so was professional bass fishing a big thing uh, when you were growing up as a kid in Japan? No, not at all. Uh, the <laughs> Japan, the most famous, uh, popular sport is uh, baseball. The soccer is number two. Wow. But I, I just had a passion So professional bass fishing, not at all popular, probably non-existent in Japan back in the late 80s. Uh, And yet, here you are, you you somehow find this passion and and say, this is what I want to do with my life. I mean, how did that happen? Did you see a picture of Roland Martin or Rick Klon or... Did a little homework research and I saw uh, Bassmaster Magazine. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, yes, I saw, uh, you know, Roland Martin. Uh, Rick Crown, Danny Brower, there's all one classic. Stuff like that, I, you know, it, it was just, uh, that was my dream. Wow. And I understand that uh, your family wasn't real supportive. Uh, they thought you were basically crazy. Actually, everyone in Japan thought you were crazy. Uh, no, no doubt. Not just my parents, my uh, brother, sister, my friends, teacher. They all thought I'm crazy to go to America to bass fishing. Well, funny how that worked out as you have uh, basically revolutionized bass fishing back home. You're an icon over there, and you've come such a long way since those days. I mean, I know when you first came over here, you were losing at every tournament, not making the cut. Uh, but through your dedication and perseverance, man, uh, you made it to the top. You reached the pinnacle in 2004, winning the Bassmaster Classic, man. And it, I know that... Uh, you now have a home, an actual house on Lake Fort, with a swimming pool, uh, but I understand you never swim in it. No, not much. I test my bait. That's how I build my swimming pool. Uh, I built that pool uh, 90, no, it was 2003. I built that pool. Then uh, I started to understand how all my bait, how they live and all that stuff, really helped me to understanding mm. about the technique, what I do for the tour. But, uh, yes, I, 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 you know, even in the beginning, I don't have no sponsor, nothing. You know, I had to go back to Japan and being all season, then they did a couple of different you know, part-time jobs to save my money to come back here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I'm really fortunate what I have right now. Well, I mean, all your dreams have come true, but it's only through hard work and dedication. Like you said, you had to go back to Japan just to get part-time work. Uh, so that you could afford to come back to America and continue fishing tournaments. And uh, and now you've got a swimming pool <laughs> where you can test your baits. And uh, and I did read somewhere a, a while ago that you've been known to put live fish in there uh, just so you can watch them. I actually was a corgi and kill those fish. <laughs> that, I put boogie or shad sometimes you know, just to see how they swim. Uh-huh. But uh, they Chlorine will do that to them. Uh, how many classics have you fished in now? I, I tell you what, uh, I, I'm, I fish a 10 classic, but uh, even I'm 17 points right now, but nothing constant. I'm fishing against the best guys in the world. Then we got to go fish New York. We got to go uh, Michigan. It, it's, uh, it's a walk. Yeah, yeah. But I, I truly enjoy the fish against those guys. You know, it's a lot of challenge to get out there, you know. Oh, yeah. it's I'm sure I mean, that's the, the best of the best. Uh, challenging, I'm sure, doesn't even begin to describe it. And another challenge that you've undertaken, uh, you're one of the original anglers on Major League Fishing, of course, which airs on Outdoor Channel. It'll be back on uh, next winter. I think uh, just wrapped up this season, but... Um, talk, obviously, you know, your strength as an angler, uh, you're a power fisherman. You rely heavily on crankbaits. You've mastered that art. Uh, and you've made Texas your home for over 20 years now. So considering that we're here in early summer, uh, what are you, what is your most reliable crankbait for fishing this time of year in Texas? I like to fish uh, 
you know, shower running, grass paint most of the time. But about this time of the year to the summer, when fish moving out, the false form, I like to fish way out, like the 10, 15, sometimes 25 feet. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I, I have one of the baits coming from a rocky trout called 2.5 DD, 3.5 DD. They, you know, I, I put the 10-pound pro-double line to make super long cast. And just fish way out the main lake points, the humps, ledges. This time of the year, the fish gained up a lot. So if you go out there, moving out to, to the summer time places, and then you know if you find those big good, you're gonna catch a lot of fish in the same spot. We'll talk something else uh, that you were notorious for. You know, when you first came to the United States and you were fishing these tournaments, most of the time you didn't make the cut, um, and so you were eliminated. But you still got on a boat and got out there with a notepad and a camera and followed folks like Rick Klein and you took notes and took pictures and you went home and you studied everything that you saw and recorded. So you really are a student of the game. And uh, I guess that's probably your best attribute as a bass fisherman is your dedication. I mean, that's unquestioned and probably unmatched in the sport. Uh, yes, I mean, anything, you know, you want to be good at it, you have to spend time, you have to be passionate about it, then, you know, now uh, a lot more information, if, if you're talking about major fishing, you can go online, then watch all those, like, three times more stuff on the online, on the pay-per-view and stuff, then, you know, the, they have a lot of good websites, so you can look at it, those GoPro video, whatever, and, uh, you know, they uh, they have a lot of stuff that you can spend time to study at home even before get to the lake. Mm-hmm. So I, I did all that stuff, you know, back then, and now this much information out there, you can learn so quick to become way better fishermen so quick. So those stuff. Well, it all paid off for you in grand fashion, my friend, and, uh, we certainly appreciate your time. Thanks to our friends over at Major League Fishing once again for getting us hooked up. And uh, talk, thank you so much for your time this morning, man. It really has been great visiting with you. Your story truly is an inspiration and uh, and really a prime example that the uh, American dream is alive and well. And we wish you continued success, my friend. I, I thank you so much. You know, you know, bass fishing. You, you, you know, you can fish from the bank. You don't have to have, you know, the 20-foot bass boat with, with the 250 on it. You know, the bass fishing is great. I mean, great sport. Have a great time fishing bass. Well, hey, thanks again, Talk, and we'll have to do this again soon, man. Thanks for having me. All right. That one goes back to 2013. We were uh, visiting there with 2004 Bassmaster Classic champion Takahiro Amori. Uh, actually met talk at ICAST last year in Orlando and uh, got to visit with him in person. Uh, he was hanging out at the Lucky Craft booth there with Kelly Jordan. And I'll tell you what, uh, Takahiro is, is one heck of a nice guy, that's for sure. And what an inspiring story, too. i tell you what, I mean, just goes to show you that if you're dedicated and you want it bad enough, uh, you can accomplish just about anything. Um, like I said, that one was from 2013, as we are uh, revisiting some of our favorite interviews from over the years. Uh, Coming up next, we'll check in with another Texas legend, uh, talk a little whitetail hunting, uh, even hear a story about how he missed a Major League Baseball start because he got bit on the finger by a coyote. It's Nolan Ryan from 2010. Uh, We'll take a listen to that coming up here after the break only on Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoor Show. And if I had a boat, I'd go out on the ocean. And if I had a pony, I'd ride him on my boat. And we could all together Cable Smith here with my good friend Craig Smith, owner of GameGuard Outdoors. And you know, Craig, GameGuard Camouflage has been concealing Texas hunters for over a decade now. And this fall, we're equally as excited about the brand new and revolutionary Gulf Coast Cooler, uh, the first modular cooler system ever to hit the market. Yeah, Cable, we're excited about it. It truly is a modular system. And now a guy doesn't have to have 
three or four different coolers. He can have one cooler that he can attach another one to it. We have wheel wheel attachments that snap onto the cooler to get it to and from the boat. And with a lot more attachments to follow this season. Well, we're certainly looking forward to using ours in the field this fall. And Cable, we want to we want to thank our customers again. This is our 11th season, and and uh, things just keep getting better. And we appreciate every one of them. Well, we appreciate you, Craig. And for more information, y'all visit GulfCoastCooler.com. Hi, I'm Craig Boddington. I'd like to invite you to become a member of Dallas Safari Club, one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations. As a member, you'll receive Game Trails Magazine, a monthly newsletter, and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities. Join Dallas Safari Club, an international organization based in Dallas, supporting hunting and conservation worldwide. For more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. BioBore EB is the premier gasoline additive that combats the negative effects ethanol has on an engine. Its comprehensive formula is designed to protect marine engines and marine environments, yet also works great in all two- and four-stroke engines. It prevents phase separation and ethanol-related engine problems while stabilizing fuel for 18 months. BioBore's detergents also clean the entire fuel system of carbon and varnishes. BioBore EB has the best treat rate in the industry. One ounce treats an amazing 15 gallons of gas. Available at your local sporting goods store or visit BioBore.com today. Howdy folks, I'm Lee Hoffbear for Hoffbear's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. I hope you're enjoying the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We've been a title sponsor for a number of years now, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'd also like to thank you for making Hoffbear's once again the number one Polaris dealer in Texas. Please keep buying your Polaris products from us. Send us your friends, your neighbors, all your hunting buddies, and I promise we'll keep giving the best deals on a brand new Polaris in all of Texas. Whether you're looking for a Polaris for work or play, whether you need a regular Ranger or maybe a Ranger Crew, an RZR, they've got an all-new Ace that you need to come test drive. We've also got four-wheelers from a youth model all the way up to the all-new Sportsman 1000. For your Polaris headquarters, Hoff Powers Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas is who you need to see all or get on the web and contact today. You can check us out at hpolaris.com. That's H's in Hoff Power, polaris.com. Or you can come see us at Highway 84 West in Gulfway, Texas. And folks, Hoff Powers has been in Central Texas for over 50 years now, and we couldn't have stuck around this long if we were steering you wrong. Well, if things don't work out by the next song And you're looking for someone who can dance I'll be right over there by the jukebox A quarter in my hand Trying to buy myself a chance Little Randy Rogers Band bringing us back on DSC's Lone Star Outdoors show Presented by Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris Cable Smith here and you're tuned in to the Texas Legends edition of the program as we're actually in Alberta, Canada this week doing a little bow hunting for black bear. So uh, we went ahead and pre-taped this show, went back and revisited some classic interviews from over the years. Uh, folks like Nolan Ryan, who we're about to uh, take a listen to uh, a visit from 2010 where uh, we talked some hunting and, and even <laughs> found out about Nolan missing a start early in his career because he got bitten by a coyote. Uh, so pretty uh, funny uh, reflection there that we'll take a listen to. Uh, but first, this segment is proudly brought to you by Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. Be sure to drink responsibly when you enjoy an ice-cold Lone Star Light. Grab a 12-pack on your way to the lake. Celebrate tight lines and full stringers with an ice-cold Lone Star Beer. Lone Star Beer the National Beer of Texas. Uh, well, without further delay, let's uh, go ahead and uh, visit the Time Vault here and take a listen to our interview with the great Nolan Ryan, circa 2010. Let's roll it. Well, Nolan, I know that you're a lifer when it comes to you know the cattle and ranching industry. Um, was hunting also a big part of your upbringing? Uh, ever since I was a, uh, probably five or six years old, uh, I can remember always wanting to be a cattleman, and so uh, that's always been a lifetime goal of mine. I've been in the cattle business now about 38 years, so uh, I've been able to pursue two of the, the uh, passions that I have in life. Utility-type horse that uh, was very meaningful to our family. Well, you're obviously a very successful rancher, but I know you've also spent a significant amount of time deer hunting as well. What is the most difficult aspect of running cattle on the same land where you're trying to maintain a healthy whitetail herd? 
Well, you know, I think it's balance, and I think uh, obviously you have to be aware of uh, of your environment from season to season, and uh, and each year is different, and you have to realize that and, and uh, uh, approach each season uh, differently. We do rotational grazing. We uh, obviously uh, uh, monitor our rainfall and what time of the year we get that rainfall, and and that's so important into your deer herd, and and so we try to uh, manage both and and do a balancing act. And so because of that, uh, uh, we try never to overstock and have the flexibility if if the weather changes on us that uh, uh, we can uh, pull uh, cattle out of the ranch and uh, try to uh, compensate for the what the needs are for the deer and other wildlife. Nolan, tell me about one hunting memory that really stands out in your mind. Well, my, I think, goal growing up was always to shoot a double drop time deer. And, uh, oh, I'm going to say it was, you know, how time goes. It probably was eight, ten years ago, and uh, a good friend of mine and I were out uh, rattling uh, one evening, and we rattled up... uh, a drop town buck that was about 200 yards from us down at Sendero. And uh, he had to go home that night, uh, and I knew we hadn't spooked the deer. And uh, so I was going to go back in the morning, and I knew where we'd seen the deer. And and my youngest son, Reese, was with me, and we were driving over there that morning, and I thought, you know, I think I'm going to let Reese hunt where I think that deer is going to be because... Uh, being a father, I, I couldn't think of anything I would enjoy more than see him get that deer. And so I took him down there and set him on a uh, cross Sendera, and then I sat down about 400 yards from him. And about 15 minutes after daylight, I heard him shoot, and I put my binoculars up and uh, saw him go into the brush, and then uh, uh I was watching the Sendera, and to see him come out of that Sendera, running towards me with the biggest grin on his face, uh, was one of the special moments in my life as far as hunting was concerned. And you didn't get the double drop time, Buck? I didn't get him. He hangs on the wall in the ranch house, and uh, uh, Reese got him and uh, won uh, uh, several deer contests with him uh, because he had over 13 inches of drop time. Wow, that would definitely make any father proud. That's that's very cool. Well, it was it was one of those special moments that, uh, as a father, that you uh, you cherish. Yes, sir. Well, I realize that uh, with your obligations as Rangers team president, you probably don't get to do as much hunting as you used to. Well, what we do is uh, uh, we close the offices here uh, prior to Christmas and don't open till after uh, New Year's, and so uh, it's a very slow time of year for. Uh, our business and and it gives our employees a chance to uh, spend time with their families and and have time to to go do something and so uh, I take that time the, right after Christmas and go to the ranch and and spend a week uh, at the ranch just uh, hunting and being outdoors and then we also spend Thanksgiving there and so uh, uh, somehow uh, we incorporate our family time with uh, hunting and and the outdoors and so. Uh, we're very blessed that we have a, a, a really nice uh, ranch that uh, produces a lot of uh, uh, variety of wildlife. And so uh, between my children and my grandchildren, uh, they have been able to, to continue that tradition that, that I was able to uh, pursue as a youngster growing up. Now, besides whitetails, is there anything else that you've really enjoyed hunting over the years? Well, the, uh, I never, because of baseball, was able to spring turkey hunt and so now uh with uh as retiring as a player i've been able to pursue that and then uh, uh i was a very avid quail hunter and and uh, uh this year looks like the first year that we're probably going to have a uh, uh rebirth of quail and so i don't know that i'll hunt them that much as much as i'll just get out and hope that uh you know we start seeing a a population uh, growth as far as the quail are concerned because it's gotten down so low. Yes, sir. It has been a sad situation with the Bob White in recent memory, but hopefully we can get that trend reversed and 
get that population back up where it needs to be. What would you say was the biggest issue that y'all faced during your term on the Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission? Well, obviously, it's, it's um, managing and protecting the resource uh, resources of, of the state, but also um, trying to give the anglers and the hunters as much opportunity to uh, to utilize uh, the wildlife in our state, but to protect it. And uh, uh, I think that at times it's uh, it's a juggling act, but I think as long as you err on the side of the resource, uh, I think that uh, you should be able to do that. Nolan, I read that you once missed a start after being bitten by a coyote. Tell me about that experience. Well, what happened was we... Uh, uh, we're pinning cattle, and uh, there were some uh, baby coyotes in the pasture, and uh, uh, we picked them up, uh, which we probably shouldn't have at the time, and uh, uh, brought them to the uh, to the house. And so I put them in the dog pen, and they were uh, weren't weaned yet. And one of them got out, and uh, I'd been holding them by the nap of the neck, and uh, when I went picked the the pup up, he turned and bit me right between my thumb and, and uh, forefinger. And uh, so then I was uh, faced with what I was going to do because of the rabies, possible rabies situation. And uh, oh. my hands fall up. And so uh, that's, <laughs> that's how that story uh, happened. And uh, <laughs> that was uh, a good example of not using good uh, judgment on something. <laughs> oh, man. A couple more questions for you. What are your thoughts on the ever-controversial issue of antler restrictions in the state of Texas? Well, you know, I understand what they're trying to do is that uh, what we found is some of these counties that are, are cut up into smaller tracks and, and uh, are, uh, these tracks, some of these tracks are overhunted and uh, with the uh, uh, baiting of corn and protein that uh, people are pulling deer in off other uh people's property and, and the, the challenge of uh, one landowner wanting to give a, uh, a buck an opportunity to mature and, and uh, reach more of his genetic potential as far as his uh, horns are concerned. Uh, so I can see where uh, uh, Parks and Wildlife is trying to balance that where uh, they can uh, hopefully give people uh, more of a hunting experience uh, and where people are wanting uh, to harvest something that uh, has better antler development and, and more points or whatever it may be. Well, Nolan, you've had a very uh, storied life as a uh, Hall of Fame pitcher, you know, front office executive and, uh, of course, outdoorsman and, and rancher as well. We appreciate your time today, my friend, and uh, wish you the best. Well, I appreciate the uh, uh, you have me on, and uh, uh, hope to see you someday out in the outdoors. All right, there he goes, the great Nolan Ryan, uh, joining us on this Texas Legends edition of the Lone Star Outdoors Show. That one goes back to 2010. Uh, Nolan was actually the uh, president of the Texas Rangers at the time. Of course, now he is a special advisor to the Houston Astros. Uh, so we wish him the best down there in Houston. Uh, that segment, by the way, proudly brought to you by Rudy's Barbecue, where you can stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, uh, including at the newest Rudy's Barbecue in front of the Cabela's in Allen, Texas. Rudy's True Texas-style barbecue. Let's knock out a quick break. When we come back, we'll revisit an old interview with our good friend Dr. Deer uh, as we check in and, and see exactly what effect feral hogs have on whitetail recruitment and fawn depredation uh, so you're ready for a classic with dr kroll coming up only on dsc's lone star outdoor show
Hi, Brett Jepson here with Three Curl Lease Connection. I'd like to invite you to come enjoy some of Texas' best dove hunting just minutes outside of Dallas. We have many private dove leases available for this upcoming season, including milo, wheat, sunflower, and cornfields. Leases come in different sizes and prices, so we can fit anyone's budget. We have the lease that's perfect for you and your group. We don't overcrowd multiple groups into one property, and you'll have the first pick at renewing your lease for years to come. Please visit us at threecurl.com and click on leases for your property listings. That's T-H-R-E-E-C-U-R-L.com. Hey y'all, Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. If you're in the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of Dallas-Lewisville, Bobcat of Fort Worth, and Bobcat of Longview. Visit BobcatofDallas.com or call 469-586-0000 today. At LSC Trailer Sales, we offer a full line of utility trailers from small single axle trailers to heavy equipment trailers, ATV trailers, car haulers, landscape trailers, cargo trailers, truck beds, and more. We can special order a custom trailer specific to your needs and have the ability to customize standard models in-house. LSC Trailer Sales is here to assist you with any questions you might have about trailers. Call 940-484-5500 or visit us at lsctrailersales.com. Finally, quality trailers at affordable prices in Dallas-Fort Worth. Do you have a hog problem at your ranch or deer lease? We have the solution. The System Hog Trap comes in two sizes, 17-foot and 30-foot diameter traps. After you trap the hogs, take the top section off the trap and use it for another feeder site to keep the hogs away from the feeder. The system is both a trap and a deer food plot fence. That way you don't waste your money on just a hog trap. Call 940-391-3669 or visit www.goinfencing.com. That's goinfencing.com. Howdy folks, this is Ann Watson, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show with my buddy Cable Smith. So I'll drive all night long, a dear lifetime, where we went wrong, but there's no love inside, just those lonely. Aaron Watson bringing us back on Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. I'm your host, Cable Smith, and you're actually tuned in to a very special Texas Legends edition of the show as uh, we are actually up in Alberta, Canada, hunting black bear this week. So we pre-taped this bad boy for you, and uh, we actually are revisiting some classic interviews from over the past five and a half years gosh I can't believe it's been that long now uh and one that uh you know I was going through a lot of old stuff and uh one that has always stayed with me that uh, I find fascinating to this day was uh, an interview that we did with Dr. James Kroll back in 2011 and uh this is something that isn't really time sensitive it's just going on as much as ever on the Texas landscape and that is the uh, really unfortunate issue of feral hogs preying on whitetail fawns. But before we revisit that piece with Dr. Kroll, this segment is proudly brought to you by Sendero Seed Company, Texas' premier seed company. They've got anything and everything you need to keep a happy and healthy whitetail herd, including the Dr. Deer-backed buck forage oats. Check them out at SenderoSeed.com or call Rob Hughes at one 610 seed today. So, without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and revisit that interview with the Texas legend himself, Dr. James Kroll, a.k.a. Dr. Deer. Well, Dr. Kroll, I want to talk about a couple things today. First and foremost, I want to get into feral hogs and their effect on a whitetail herd. Now, we all know that hogs will run deer off, which makes many deer hunters despise them that much more. But here recently, folks have been sending me photos of feral hogs with fawns in their mouths 
Have you been getting these photos sent to you as well? Yeah, I've been getting a lot of those. Uh, it didn't surprise me any because uh, feral hogs are big fawn predators. And would you say that hogs preying on white-tailed fawns is becoming more and more common? Oh, yeah. It is definitely becoming more common as, a, as hogs continue to increase, the, uh, especially uh, after a year like last year where we had a lot of drought. So we don't have uh, very much cover this year. And so when you combine increasing hog populations with lack of cover, you're going to get fawn predation. Right. And Texas Parks and Wildlife, they even have it listed on their website that feral hogs will prey on fawns. There have even been a few studies where, um, gosh, I can't remember off the top of my head where I read it, but uh, I know there have been studies done where during the summer months, X number of wild boars' stomach contents were actually examined, and it was shocking, to say the least, to find out how big of a percentage actually had been feeding on white-tailed fawns. Yeah, it's a, I, I can't give you the exact citation on the study, but there's been more than one study of food habits of feral hogs, and they find uh, fawn remains in their stomachs. You know, the only problem with that is, is like any predator study, uh, when you find remains, you don't know if they actually killed them or if they're, they're scavenged. But in the case of hogs, they probably do both. Uh-huh. Uh, they cer- certainly actively seek out fawns, and, and we know that they can smell as good or better than a, than a black bear, which can smell about 200 times better than a than a bloodhound, so. Wow. Well, with the number of hogs in Texas, you know, it doesn't even seem like these fawns have a chance. No, they don't. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't know exactly what we're going to do about about wild hogs. There, uh, You know, I've said somewhat facetiously, but also somewhat seriously, that the wild hog is a, is a wildlife biologist's dream or a researcher's dream because there's lots of money out there to support research. Uh, but quite frankly, I don't see uh, very many solutions to controlling hog populations coming to the to the surface. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say that uh, the state did take a step in the right direction when they passed the pork chopper legislation. But uh, would you like to see them get more involved? Absolutely, that was a great thing. Of course, uh, you know that really only works in uh, in a portion of the state because you know the eastern part of the state, uh, you know, you can't. You can't do much with a helicopter out there. Right. I wish we could. The Piney Woods is just a little too thick out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the Post Oak Savannah as well. So is is there any way where you actually see the state getting involved, uh, trying to help control this epidemic? I don't know, maybe even issuing some kind of bounty program. Yeah, something's got to give. A bounty programs have never worked on anything, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think that, that probably is a, is a workable solution. Uh, you know, the main thing is, uh, you know, there's some guys like Dr. Billy Higginbotham at, at uh, Texas A&M uh, Extension Service. Another friend of the show. That are involved in massive public education about ways to control hogs. Uh, you know, we've got, we've got to have uh, landowners, you know, cooperating and, and using every means possible to remove hogs. And, and to control hog populations, you've got to go after them with a vengeance and use every technique that's available out there. And, uh, of course, most people really don't know how to trap them. And uh, a lot of these traps being sold are not adequate for trapping hogs. But you got to trap them. you got to hunt them with dogs. you got to hunt them with lights at night. you got to hunt them every way possible. Uh, and, you know, we, we did a study, gosh, 30 years ago, uh, where we found if you want to control hog populations, the time to really hit them is in February. Because that's when they're at the lowest population, and it's also uh, part of their breeding season, uh, and that's when you can really hit them. Huh. One, of, one of the ways that we did a, a good job of controlling hogs on some of the places I worked with in East Texas a number of years ago is we trapped hogs and put radio collars on the cells and then uh, let them go. And then we, we could locate uh, those, those sounders, you know, a group of hogs called a sounder, find those sounders and then go in there with buckshot and uh, and shoot as many of them as we possibly could without killing her. And then she teams up with another sounder, and we just stayed after them until we got them pretty well uh, thinned out. Very interesting. Now, uh, Dr. Kroll, do you think that over time, uh, as, as feral hogs have continued to evolve, perhaps during the spring and summer months, they're even seeking out whitetail fawns uh, with greater frequency 
than perhaps they did in the past. I wouldn't surprise me. Uh, a wild hog is a very intelligent animal, and they have a good memory. And uh, you know, if they find anything they find successful, they're gonna they're gonna return to that to that strategy. And you know, they eat anything, so you know, they'll they'll uh, they're pretty adaptable animals. Mm-hmm. And this was just a topic that I wanted to hit on because I've never received this many emails, you know, photos of of boars with fawns in their mouths, um, you know, and people saying that hogs are preying on their deer. Uh, so I just found it pretty concerning. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of that too. And you know, there there has been some research on uh, using the potassium nitrate, I believe it is, uh, as a poison to kill them. But, but the problem is delivering it in a bait form that other animals don't eat. And uh, I really, uh, some people have a lot of hope for it, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd hate for any other wildlife uh, to get a hold of that poison. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to keep trapping, shooting, running them down with dogs, hunting them with thermal imaging, you name it. Uh, I mean, that's really all we can do as far as uh, <laughs> trying to curb the numbers of feral hogs on the landscape. Dr. Kroll, thanks for your time today. As always, we do appreciate it. Okay, enjoy talking to you. All right, that one goes back to 2011 uh, as part of our Texas Legends broadcast this morning. And if you thought that feral hogs were a problem in 2011 as far as preying on whitetail fawns, well, yeah, it's uh, it's just as bad, if not worse, here in 2015. And uh, by the way, we still do uh, quarterly interviews with Dr. Deer as he's been a longtime contributor to the show, so we appreciate all he does. Uh, That segment, by the way, was proudly brought to you by Hercules Hunting Blinds. They are Texas-made and Texas-owned, based out of Terrell. Uh, They've got, let me just call it the Taj Mahal of hunting blinds. Uh, We put one up on our lease. My goodness, it is bad to the bone. And it's got windows for both uh, bow hunters and rifle hunters. It's a pretty cool feature as well. Uh, Check it out, HerculesHuntingBlinds.com. Uh, That is going to do it for today's Texas Legends presentation of the Lone Star Outdoors show. Uh, Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of Dallas Safari Club's Lone Star Outdoors show. We'll do it again same time, same place next week with a brand new show. We'll be back from Alberta, Canada. How did our black bear hunt turn out? Tune in to find out next week. Until then, I'm Cable Smith saying y'all have a great week in the outdoors. I was born with the shot glass in my hand.